Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are continuing our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We are calling this the Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. back with Disneyagram type three. Oh boy. Oh boy. That was that was much better than mine. I don't know if it was, but it was fun. But we are back with type three, which is called The Achiever. And this is a very special episode. Why is it a very special episode, Caitlin? Well, this is a special little episode because it's going to give you a lot of insight into my brain. Because I am a type three. Yes, you are. Oh boy, the achiever. It's a blessing and a curse, truly. But I'm excited to talk about it. I'm very excited. I mean, I have known that you are three. I know your tendencies. But I'm sure that through this episode, I will also learn some things about you that I did not originally know. So I'm excited. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good episode. I'm equal parts excited and a little bit nervy. Oh well, it's okay (laughs) because there's always, you know, there's good, there's good and bad parts to every. Not good and bad. I would say there's positive and negative parts to every enneagram personality type. But we are not perfect people, and we've addressed this in previous episodes. And the things that are about ourselves that maybe aren't as great as the amazing things are things that we can constantly be aware of and can be working on and growing with. So I think it's important that we address both. I'm, I, I think it's good. I agree. I think we should call them strengths and struggles. Strengths and struggles. That's that's how I feel. Um, I, I love that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, um, Court, why don't you tell the peoples? Obviously, I feel like I know a lot of detail about how I personally feel about being a type three, but why don't you tell them the specifics about what the people who have created this Enneagram personality type test, um, a little bit about the test itself, just in case people aren't aware, and then we'll dive into threes specifically. Okay, so... If you are just joining us, you haven't listened to one and two, you should go back and listen because I think it's important to learn all the different personality types. But the Enneagram is a, it's just like one of your regular old personality tests. But I believe that this one really goes in depth and not only talks about um, kind of why you are the way you are, but the motivation behind why you do the things that you do and the fears that are attached to that as well. So it's very motivation based. And I, I like how this is a little bit different than some of the other personality tests that I've taken in the past. There are books that you can read that have each type kind of laid out. There are free personality tests for the Enneagram online. And then there's a Disneygram where you can learn about each type as well through each episode. So 
Once again, we are not experts on this topic. We just enjoy learning about the Enneagram and we are giving our two cents and the knowledge that we have gained over the years and also just what we found in research, but giving it a fun Disney twist and we're just taking it as it comes. We're excited and we're glad you guys are here. So hopefully that kind of explains a little bit uh, behind the scenes of what the Enneagram is. There are nine personality types and we are on type three. They also are broken down into the head, heart, and body types. And type three is one of our heart types, just like type two and type four. The heart types depend on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. They feel the big things in their life in their heart. They're very emotional people and I love that about twos, threes, and fours, and I'm excited to hear how you experience things with your heart, Kate, because, you know, we get to hear firsthand from a three, which I think is very exciting. Um, But I don't know, was that a pretty good explanation of the Enneagram? That was a very solid explanation of the Enneagram and um, our Disneyagram venture here, so we're excited to dive deeper, find out more introduce a new type but what are threes all about what let's talk about that okay so threes they are they're some fun people to be around because they are the go-getters they are the ones that are shooting for the stars and there's no stopping them like when you're around them and you have a dream they're the ones that are like grabbing you by the arm and like running they're like let's do this and the reason why this podcast exists is because you had a dream and you wouldn't stop until it was a reality and this is true. we're here today because of you and your ambition and your drive. And threes are very motivated by success and they're competitive and it, it comes from a place of wanting to feel worthy. And if they if they show up for themselves and show up for other people and are successful and and can have that have that positive self-image, then they feel good about themselves, right? That's very true. All of that's very true. I only have one revision. This podcast maybe was something that I put into action but this thing has always been our dream and we've I know, done it together I know, but i uh, i don't think i'd be sitting here today if it weren't for you you pushing me I'm, i don't like taking risks which goes along with my type which i'll explain explain later and you were like okay i know it's scary but we're gonna go for it so yes it was our dream but you really you really propelled it forward because you're a very determined individual i think go getter is a really great descriptor for a type three whether or not i know i'm gonna get something i'm gonna go for it and yeah, take yeah. the jump um take the risk and hope for success uh but i think a lot of type threes are are similar in the capacity of yes we're very goal oriented um success driven people but our reason for wanting to be that way is so that we feel like we're worth something we have value the type ones to revisit some of the other types type ones are wanting to find validation and being morally right and to holding themselves to a particular um standard a moral standard or um seeking justice for the world type personality a type two is seeking validation through being needed and wanted and supplying what somebody else needs by showing up for people and type threes want to feel validated as well but they do that through trophies basically like can i show you this trophy does that make me cool does that make me feel like i'm going to be popular or well liked or 
um, appealing to others. It's by like, what what can I do to present uh, my my case of success so that other people say, oh wow, like she's really great. She does this and that's how we are seeking validation and appreciation for who we are as people. I'm sure a lot of threes are also probably athletes or have a heavy emphasis on sports. A lot of famous threes are athletes as well as leaders like presidents, um, politicians, people who want to present themselves in a certain way on a stage and, and reach some type of achievement or goal. And some people do that through politics or um, careers, career driven oriented people um i know one that uh is a personal favorite for me being a tar heel michael jordan is labeled as a three who knows if he actually took the enneagram but they say that michael jordan is a three but also um taylor swift is labeled as a three my girl i knew i liked you for a reason and so is justin bieber so we get a lot of people that we like yeah i like well I can see a lot of you know celebrities or singers being in that category as well because they are they're honestly they're they're constantly fighting for success and admiration and I can see where that motivation comes into play now we talked about that core motivation but we also have kind of their deepest fear which threes fear being insignificant or a failure and when you're someone that's so competitive failure is something that I'm sure you as a three isn't it's hard for you to to think, oh, I could fail at this, even though you will fail because it's inevitable. Um, but to cope with that fear, they look for ways to win in life, reassuring themselves that they are valuable. How do you, how do you handle that fear? Um, I mean, like we just said, I am a go-getter. I don't know if I'm going to succeed at something, but I think that um, something that is part of me being a three is, and maybe this is depending on where your mental space is when you experience failure but I usually don't take no for an answer and so if I fail you will see me getting back up trying again and trying to do it better until I do get that success and I do hear that yes just keep swimming just keep swimming (laughs) yeah so uh, uh, an example of that for me would be dental school I didn't get in the first time I applied and all it did was ruffle my feathers enough to be like you're not gonna you're not gonna take me um one that hurts because I worked really hard to pursue this but two uh, you'll see me next year and (laughs) I'll be back better than ever watch out world yeah and so I think a lot of times depending on where your mental space is if you're maybe in a not healthy place um you take that failure to heart and you equate your worth with your success and so a failure then tells you you aren't worthy you're not you know worth very much to the world or to the people around you and so it can be heavy sometimes uh, whenever you do experience failure if mentally you aren't in a place where you're pushing yourself to roll with the punches and give yourself grace and know that everyone experiences failure um, but I personally, in terms of failure, I hate it. I don't enjoy it. It makes me feel embarrassed personally because I want people to see me as successful. Uh, But I have learned to give myself grace in those moments and try not to be embarrassed, but be proud that I would be willing to stand up and try again. Man, that's, that's some good words right there. 
I mean, I love what you said about although you know you're going to fail, you you pick yourself up and you keep trying. Because I, I think some people, when they fail, sometimes I feel like they're stuck in this rut and they're like, I can't get out of this. And they wear that failure. Um, but you, you you shake it off like my girl Taylor Swift and you, <laughs> you pick yourself up and you keep going. And I admire that about you because I see the success that you have, whether that's in your job or the way that you do party planning or the way that you show up for this podcast. And when small things might fall through the crack, I do see you like you do wear it for a minute, but you're like, okay, let's make this right and let's fix it and let's keep going. And I've always loved that about you. Oh, thanks, Court. You're welcome. I feel like a part of, again, my success being a way to gain approval whenever I'm experiencing those things I still want even though I've failed I want people to see me succeed and so that's a driver for me whenever I am walking through something that's hard it's like okay well if somebody's observing this from a distance are they gonna feel sorry for me are they gonna be inspired by me and Mm, so I want people to tell me that you checked all the boxes there validating me <laughs> saying you know I've seen you in those moments and you inspire me or I admire you and that's what threes mentally without even really being aware that that's what I'm doing that's part of my processing and if somebody's observing me are they going to see somebody who gave up or are they going to see somebody who tried again and then succeeded and I'm seeking yeah I'm seeking the success no matter what well I mean, what's some other what's some other things about threes that we read or researched about or that you feel like you experience on a day to day basis that best explains kind of what type threes are? So another descriptor, so the achiever is one name for the type three, but also the charmer is another name given to this type. And I do feel like I could describe myself as a people pleaser because of being a type three. And so something that I do on a regular basis and sometimes drown myself in is being a yes person where I'll say yes to this. I'll do this for you. Of course I will. And I don't want anyone to be um, upset with me because I want them to be like, gosh, she's got all this on her plate and she's still doing it and doing it well. Wow. Um, But really I'm overloading myself and not able to take time to give myself a break or do something that's good for me because of that people-pleasing quality that also leans into me being a wing too, um, being a helper. But with being a charmer, I think that goes with people-pleasing. It also makes me super aware of like what is polite or what is socially acceptable and there will be times when I'm with people or family members and they do something and I'm like that's not you sh- you shouldn't do that that's not what people do or that you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to go up and shake their hand and introduce yourself like that kind of stuff because I'm all about appearance I'm all I'm, without like I said knowing I'm not hyper focused on it but internally I'm worried about how people perceive me and so um, making sure I'm well-dressed or well-spoken or any of those things that go with presenting yourself well I think is something that I'm constantly aware of and doing without realizing that I'm doing it because of this 
personality typing thing. Yeah, and I mean, what you said about for, like first impressions or having those social cues, being the charmer, it's like threes are very charismatic. They make those really good first impressions. If you are at a social networking event or something, the threes in the room are going to be the ones that are going to, you know, walk up, shake your hand and and place an impact, I think, on you with their first impression. So that charmer piece is really where that taps in as well, I think. Yeah, for sure. Another thing about the type three and doing research, kind of what I'm I'm talking about, whenever um, we've been going through these types, both one and two, we have an emotional passion for each type and it's something that they fall back into when maybe things aren't going well or they're unhealthy in their mental state. Um, and for type threes, that emotional passion is actually described as self-deceit and I kind of struggle with this personally and seeing that description because I don't, again, it's what I'm saying. I'm not aware that I'm doing something sometimes and it's always good to have good people in your life that can call you out whenever you're in a bad place. But when I'm after something and I am wanting to achieve something, my self-deception in terms of how I think this is describing the emotional passion of a type three is I will fool myself into thinking I am doing things better than the next person or um, I'm doing things the type one way, I'm doing them the right way, but really I'm, I'm cutting corners and trying to do all these things mm. just so I can get the trophy at the end. That's really all I'm after. I'm not doing it the way that it should be done. Um, and so I do know times in my life where I have, I don't want to say been ashamed, but have gone after something and really either crossed lines or cut corners to get that end result that I wanted. But then in the end, that end result wasn't as satisfying because I knew I, I kind of yeah. cheated my way there almost. I hate saying those words, but that's part of the, the unhealthy side or like we were saying, like the strengths and struggles of your type is I do know when I'm not in a healthy place and I'm hyper competitive and I'm really trying to succeed at something in particular, um, like get an award or be listed as the top blank in some group, something like that, where I'm kind of going out of my way to get that, that trophy at the end. And maybe I'm not doing it the appropriate way. Do you feel like you were this way at all as a child? Like, did you have unhealthy patterns like that as a kid? Or where do you feel like this like started for you, this competitiveness um, and this motivation? I think uh, any of you who are now or previously a part of the competitive dance world, um, I grew up doing competitive dance, and I think that a lot of my unhealthy structure in my thinking stemmed from competing against other girls in my in my dance life um, I went to North Carolina School of the Arts and did ballet there and you get really harsh reviews at the end of the year um, they pin you up put you up against other girls and then say you know well this girl is gonna take the lead because of this and just really trying to at an early age battle feeling worthy and feeling like you're good enough to get that lead role or get the front center spot and you're 
literally competing against other, I mean, at my age, they were kids. We're competing against other kids. I don't know if you've ever watched Dance Moms, but, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, you're not good enough. So you're going in this group and you're going in the elite group. I held that um, weight as a kid of like, am I good enough? Am I going to get in this group? And then I work, work, work and do private sessions with really great dancers to try to get better and then you still don't get in that group and then how do you start to in particular this is like going on an extreme tangent but like in the ballet world like eating disorders to like be the right size to get the part all of that kind of stuff I feel like is a culture that um, I was exposed to super young and so this is like totally off of our our Disney topic. I I do love what you're saying though because you're explaining like what what it was like for you growing up and what, how that kind of fed into your motivations and your fears today. So I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. And as, I mean, I started doing competitive dance in kindergarten, like it was very early. And, um, my final dance recital in a particular town I lived in, I moved to another city in North Carolina and that's where school of the arts was. And that's when I started doing all of that. But my final dance recital at the age of eight, I was in 17 dance. Wow. And so to remember all of those dances, to perform well, I think that's that's a lot of being a part, uh, type three is performing. And so I think that goes into being a dancer and being on stage in front of lots of people. And at a young age, I was a little baby and they would put me in the group with the high schoolers so that you know because I was so entertaining and fun and like anyway it's just like okay I'm being validated I'm a good dancer because I get brought up in age and I'm dancing with the older girls and then you know I literally again this is a huge tangent but in elementary school slash middle school I was told I couldn't uh, be in particular dances because I wasn't sexy enough and I'm a child yeah. And so you start to like try to want to please people. So how, how do I get sexier? How do I do this so that I can be in this group? And that's where your mind goes. Um, so I think some of that like fight or drive just to win came early for me from competitive dancing for sure. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. I mean, I think it helps. So, uh, sorry if that was not interesting. No, it's just I, my life story. I think I think it is. It helps us understand you more and why you are the way that you are and the drive that you have and and why you want to win and and um so I just appreciate you sharing that. Of course. I appreciate you taking the time to ask and taking the time to listen. So Yeah, I mean like you were talking earlier about this like need to perform and I think a lot of threes end up having a lot of interest in like improvisation or acting and that's why I think you're really good at the podcast. You're able to like think on your toes and you can you can respond and improvise very, very well. Whereas <laughs> that's not my that's my struggle and that's your that's your strength and I love that we have balance each other out with individual strengths that we have but that is something that a lot of threes do they also like you mentioned earlier have extremely busy and jam-packed schedules they fill their time to try and fit in as many opportunities to succeed and which obviously can become very exhausting when you're you're constantly putting yourself out there and being this go-getter you know chasing after these dreams so I mean I'm sure you're just tired it that is how I feel a lot of times but with the things that I 
accomplish and achieve it's like a satisfied exhaustion yeah to a certain extent but I am always exhausted because I do have that jam-packed schedule and I do agree to do things but if I'm going to agree to do things you better believe it's gonna be top-notch and I think that's also something I, I struggle with with being this performative mentality is my motive for doing things well isn't always in the right place hmm. I'm wanting somebody to ooh and ah at me when really I just need to be doing it to help um, and so I think that's one of the the struggles of the type three is performing so much just for validation that you forget why you should be doing it in the first place what do you do as like how do you remind yourself of like let me heart check myself on this and kind of reel it in and refocus on where this importance is like with you saying with it to help versus for validation I think I have to remind myself that it's not about me a lot of times um when I am doing things like planning your bachelorette I really want everyone to when I'm planning and I'm in that mental space, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want everyone to just have their jaw drop and be like, wow, Caitlin's so good at planning parties. And then I gut check myself and I'm like, no, this is, this has nothing to do with me. This is everything to do with Courtney and her having the time of her life while we're celebrating her for her wedding. And so I experienced that a lot where I'm like, you know, what is, what are we here for? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I love my friend so much and I want to give her the world, not because I want, Aww, uh, so uh, you know, applause at the end of, you know, what we're doing. Well, and I know like you really put your whole heart in planning that trip and it was amazing. And I'm so grateful for everything that you did. And it was very apparent that not only are you really good at doing those things and like round of applause for that, but that everything that you did it wasn't just let me throw the best party you thought so intimately about every single detail of like what would corny love when it came to like a pajama party what would she love when it came to a pool party and the the level of detail that you went to it just showed that you you are intentional with your friends and you know them and you love them and like you take the time to to understand your people to be able to throw such large amazing extravagant parties and that kind of stuff so i i know your intention in your heart and it's it's so sweet to see it on display as well yeah and obviously i appreciate that but it is something when i'm doing it like i said that the mentality behind my motivation like i do have to check myself i do have to lean into my two more than I'm leaning into my three (laughs) and that's okay that's healthy it's important for us to you know heart check or gut check ourselves when we feel like our intentions might be out of line that's that's a part of being in tune with yourself and the self-awareness that we've talked about in previous episodes too so I love that well I mean no go ahead go ahead even with the podcast I I have to do that all the time I'm like why are we doing this like it is not for a million people to listen and me get some type of crazy recognition it's because we love Disney and we love hanging out with each other and that's truly the stimulus behind this idea in the first place and so yeah definitely I have to remove that competitive nature and um just focus on having fun it is so much fun it's so much fun (laughs) speaking of fun I'm sure you guys have been 
kind of thinking of you might have may have been thinking of Disney characters that kind of fit this mold that we just explained. Not that there's a you know a Disney character that was grew up as a com, uh, as a competitive dancer <laughs> and then went to soccer and is now a dentist. But I think specifically there are characters that they really do fit this model of searching or running after their dreams chasing success and we were we did some research and pulled out of our own brain some characters that fit that so kate what are some disney characters that we would say are type three Kachow. Did you just see some lightning? You see those videos where it's like, gosh, everybody's talking about this lightning. I don't see any lightning. And it's like, kachow. Across yeah, the screen. I love those. Those get me every single time. Every single time one of those pops up on like a reel or TikTok. I just, I cannot stop laughing. I think they're hilarious. Yes, yeah, so clever. But Lightning McQueen is <laughs> Lightning totally McQueen. a type three character. He wants the trophy. He wants that piston, piston cup. cup. <laughs> you did what in your cup? Um, but he definitely wants to achieve so that people will applaud him not because he wants to by a technical standard be the best race racer i want to say race car driver but he's the car um he's the best racer which would be like type one they want to be the best technically and do it the right way no he just wants people to love him and that's what he's after and a lot of his struggles that he deals with has a lot to do with how he feels about his appearance he doesn't want to you know be associated with these radiator springs people out in the middle of nowhere because he's a celebrity i mean celebrities don't hang out in this area and i think that a lot of his um negative aspects of his character whenever you're kind of giving him like that oh why are you acting like that um is a unhealthy place to be as a three where you're really people-pleasing and seeking approval um, through success, fame, all of that stuff. But then also, he's an incre- he's great at what he does. He's one of the best, and it's because of his drive for success. His um, drive for oh, success. That was good. Clever. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Radiator Springs really humbles him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it yep. brings him to a place where it's like, it's the gut oh, check. I can... Yeah, it is the gut check. It's like, oh, I'm not in my regular environment, but I can learn a lot from these people. Mm-hmm. And when when you see that throughout the film, I love his character development. I think he's a perfect fit for a three. I totally agree. He um, might be the... And from what I know, he might be like the one that the, I relate to the most. Yeah, that's good. Well, who else do we have on our list? Um, we got your girl, Tiana. Tiana. R.I.P. Splash Mountain. But let's go Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah, let's go. Um, yes, Tiana is totally a type three. She has a goal and a dream. She wants her own restaurant to honor her father. And she does not stop. She works hard, hard, hard. She's almost She's there. She's almost there. And even when a huge road bump, like turning into a frog, happens, at the end of the day, she still achieves her goal. Yeah. It's very inspiring. It's a great film. Yes, I highly recommend. Okay. Also on this list, we have Remy, who I thought was a very interesting um, three. When you really think about it, he's trying to be the best chef. He's, but he's, you know, having to take a little bit step back. He's having to hide because he's obviously like he's a rat. So he can't be in a kitchen cooking. So he's like, let me find another way to achieve this dream. So he goes about it in a very interesting way. But you can see his drive for success through that as well. Wanting to show the world like, hey, look what, look what I can do. Like I have these skills and these talents as well. 
Yeah, I think um, we do see a good example of that self-deceit with Remy when things get a little bit dicey between he and um, Linguini. And it's like, you know, it became all about Remy and Remy wants this and Remy wants that. And Linguini's like, I don't, I, this isn't about yeah me and you or whatever you know that you, he has this whole blow up and i think that that is remy exemplifying that self-deceit where he got so into cooking through linguini that he kind of gets lost in the sauce lost uh, in the sauce trying to throw these puns in um that's me being on my feet like you said i guess but um <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a good example. He's kind of, a, I feel like, a little bit unconventional. He might be like a three-wing four. Yeah, I can um, see that, too. We'll talk about fours later, but fours feel very different and outcast from everyone, and I do believe Remy feels that way from the rest of his rap fam. He's like, I am superior. I have very refined taste. All you guys want to do is eat garbage. I'm all alone out here. Um, but he also has a dream and a goal of being a chef and he's not going to stop until he gets it yeah some other notable um type threes would be sully from monsters inc gaston from beauty and the beast and lady trimming from cinderella we had to throw in those villains oh yeah gaston is all about the appearance and being the best and the most attractive man in his small town and lady tremaine just after that money she She's like, she ain't gonna stop until she gets that money. She wants to have the title. She wants to be in charge. And these obviously are examples of unhealthy threes. Anything else you want to say about the... Anything you want to say about Sully? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I think he's trying to be the best scarer. I mean, it, it's these characters that you see that are really fighting for a dream or fighting for some type of trophy or success. Um, and they're very driven by that. So um, we thought those were pretty good fits. And then we also, um, we asked you guys, we uh, we put out on our social media some polls. If you were an Enneagram 3, you know, what... What were your favorite parts of being in Enneagram 3? Which Disney character did you relate to most? And the fourth, the third question was, oh, what do you wish other people knew about you as a 3, maybe understood more about you or misconceptions? So um, there weren't actually, I don't think a lot of our followers are Enneagram 3s. So we have just a few responses for this one. And if you are 3, definitely reach out to us in your DMs. We'd love to hear your answers to these questions um but we're gonna start with favorite part of being this type we had an anonymous response um and their response was their favorite part of being a three was that they were motivated a go-getter and they get ish done i mean get go get ish done go do it girl get out there and get her done (laughs) we also had um mackenzie send in that she loves her drive to work hard and also help others that's awesome that would be like a really a three wing two you know Mm because you can see that that helper piece coming in okay so both of these followers also their disney character that relate to most would be Tiana they both said that um they said she's a dream chaser who doesn't stop until her dream is a reality she's adaptable she's hardworking, and doesn't let anyone stop her from working towards her dream I think that Tiana is definitely uh, up there with Lightning McQueen as a very strong three yeah I think that she is maybe the most obvious three because you see her journey of like 
striving for her goal whereas Lightning McQueen when we meet him he's already achieved that Mm, Um, so I feel like she is definitely one where you see her like uh, rags to riches or started from the bottom now we hear type story Um, so obviously Tiana is a great example of being a type three definitely okay and for the last question what is something you wish others understood about your type what responses did we have for this one so um, we had a response that says, I'm not, in tri- I'm not intentionally trying to deceive anyone. My internal self just does and says whatever to get praise. Mm, wow, that's good. And then Mackenzie said, I place a lot of my self-worth in how I think others view me. So please be nice, LOL. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I feel like a lot of my stress and worry comes from me wondering what other people think of me. Do they think of me as stuck up, rude? Do they think of me as successful, beautiful, whatever you name it? Um, I am concerned with how others are are talking or thinking about me. So I I can relate to that, Mackenzie. Okay, so that was kind of it for our follower commentary. Um, We've loved hearing from you guys. Definitely send us your answers to these questions as you're hearing each of the Uh, podcast episodes we'd love to still hear we'll share some of them on our stories so once again the questions are what's your favorite part of being this type what disney character do you relate to most and why and then what is something you wish others understood about your type so those were the questions but i think we'll end our time together with uh, a little disney trip tip for enneagram threes I think it's really important as we are a Disney podcast talking about these Disney characters. We are also frequent Disney park attenders and going on a trip with someone that is an Enneagram 3 may need certain tips and tricks that they may need to um, focus on. But as well, it's important for if you're attending and you're not a 3 to kind of know what your 3 people are like on trips. So, Caitlin, what would be your biggest trip tip as being an Enneagram 3? So, with... These tips and what we're trying to do, we're trying to do one that encourages your um, personality type and how you would excel at uh, planning or going on a Disney trip, but then also one to help give you some rest and um, fight the things that tend to hurt or exhaust you. So um, for the latter, for something for a type three to keep in mind while on a Disney trip, which is something I have to do. If we're thinking of type threes as being performative, wanting everyone to think they had the best trip ever, a lot of times that comes in how you post, how you take pictures, are you doing stories, all of that good stuff. And so I would say for type threes to kind of just be present in the moment and get your good picture, be happy with that, but then just allow yourself to enjoy the trip. Don't worry about what other people are going to say when they see pictures or ask you how the trip was it doesn't have to be extravagant or immaculate for it to be your best trip ever i think that's something i struggle with so something i would like to share with other threes that might be listening but then ways to excel and use your strengths um 
you are definitely going to be that type of Disney person that is going to exceed expectations with your fits, with being dressed to the nines, having that perfect, unique pair of ears. So plan your fits ahead of time and be confident in what you're wearing and be excited about getting to strut your stuff down Main Street and have the best day ever. I love that. And as always, if you are going to be planning a Disney trip in your future, be sure to use Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations. She is our amazing and wonderful travel sponsor. We have both used her for our Disney trips, and it is so incredible to have free Disney planning services at your fingertips. Kelly is incredible and will go the extra mile for you to make sure that your trip is extra special. So if you would like to get connected with Kelly and learn more about her free services, you can click the link in our bio or you can head over to her page at Kelly's Magical Vacations and start a conversation with her. She would love to talk to you. Small shop shout out. Shout out that shop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was so good. Loving the jingles. We are back with a small shop shout out. And today we are shouting out Mouse Goals Shop. We love some Mouse Goals Shop. Y'all, these ear creators, they just make me have my jaw on the floor all the time. It blows my mind how creative they are with the different designs that they put together, especially for different holidays, different seasons. Um, But the fact that all of these creators do this by hand i mean mouse goal shop is doing it to the nines they have new releases i think weekly and they're making all of this stuff intimately and with intention with mouse goal shop you can actually create your own pair of ears if you see two fabrics on their site and want to combine the two you can ask for a custom pair which i think is one of the most unique and cool offerings i've seen I love that. I mean, their products are so beautiful and their little tagline on their Instagram is mouse ears made for mouse fans. So if you are looking to get a new unique pair of mini ears for your next Disney trip, you definitely need to check them out on Instagram at mouse goals shop. But guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode and throughout this entire series so far on the Disney gram. It's been such a pleasure having you and we hope that you will continue continue to to join us for the next, I guess, six episodes as we go through each type of the Enneagram. But for now, we will leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye guys. Bye.